Dose of Leadership podcast, episode 248. Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey, hey, welcome to the show. Richard Ryerson here. Thank you for tuning into the show, the show where we highlight what can be an elusive topic of leadership. It's one of my favorite topics. Why? Because nothing has impacted my life more than the intentional application and study of leadership. You've heard me say this before, how well you understand and apply leadership, how well you lead ultimately determines how successful you're going to be. It doesn't matter if you have the position or title and you don't need to wait for the position or title to be a leader. It's about leading from where you're at. You can make a significant impact in your family, in your organization, no matter where you kind of fit in the chain, if you will. It's all about perception and it's all about adding value to everyone and everything, adding value to those people around you. Remember, like I always say in every introduction, somebody right now is looking to you for influence and guidance. It doesn't matter who you are. Every single one of us has at least one person looking to us for influence and guidance. Be intentional about making an impact in that person's or person's lives, right? And it starts with yourself. It starts with the leadership journey with yourself, improving yourself, seeking knowledge, seeking tactical and technical proficiency in everything that you do and understanding leadership and being intentional in the small things, reading books, listening to podcasts, surrounding yourself with like-minded folks, doing those things daily will eventually accumulate and build up and start producing a life of significance. And that's the purpose of this show, to give you a free resource, to have you connect and engage with leaders, top thought leaders, entrepreneurs, passionate people, all about who are passionate about making a dent in their own universe, in the universe in general. And um, that's what this show is all about. I thank you so much for tuning in. If you're finding value, please take the time to subscribe, rate, and review at Stitcher, iTunes, wherever the case may be. And if you can leave a rate, rating and review, it does so much to help with the visibility of the show. We continue to be a top show in iTunes, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of you who've taken the time to listen to the show and make this part of your leadership journey. Got a great guest today, but before I talk, I want need your help on communicating and finding CEOs and communication specialists in organizations. I've started offering organizations, and I'm working with a couple organizations right now where I'm creating an internal audio show, an internal podcast, if you will, for organizations. Because communication, effective communication is hard. And I found there is no better medium, I think, for to communicate authenticity, transparency. This is what we do on Dose of Leadership with our guests than a podcast. You know, you think it would be easy to communicate with our organizations, with our folks, with the website, social media, newsletter, magazines, email blasts, all the technology that we have. But the problem is that remains sterile and impersonal. And so I started thinking about and talking with a couple folks out there gave me this idea. What if you're able to positively and economically disrupt that whole communication channel? If you had a communication solution that allows you to build trust and authentically engage your team, rapidly build trust. You know, and for me, the audio medium, what we're doing right here on this podcast, is the most intimate and authentic raw medium 
to actively engage and get to that transparency and get to that authenticity. And what happens when you do? You build trust. You engage your audience. You connect with them. And what if organizations could do that? And that's what I'm providing. I go into organizations and I create a custom-branded audio show for them where I talk to the top thought leaders, the leadership, the high performers in the organization, the businesses, The if it's a hotel chain, for example, or a restaurant chain, I go to that top store and I talk to those owners and operators of that store and we get to the root of why they're being successful. It's an excellent way to engage with your organization through authentic conversations, an excellent way to communicate mission and vision. It's an excellent way to recognize high performers. It's an excellent way to do training and standards. How, what better way to emphasize your brand standards, your training, your policies, your procedures through an internal podcast. It also gives a great medium for your organization employees to provide commentary and questions. So anyway, I'm passionate about this. I'm excited about this. And I'm already working with two organizations. I'm looking to work with some more. If you know of any CEOs or communication specialists, or if that's even you, please feel free to reach out to me at doseofleadership.com or you can go to richardryerson.com and click on the communication solutions tab and I'll give you more information there as well. All right. Appreciate your help. All right. I'm excited about this. This is the first of many. I'm bringing, uh, I guess it was about, I think it was about late summer. I met Devin Walker, the next guest on this show. And these are more fireside chats. And we do these locally here in town. Devin and I are in a um, kind of a mastermind group together called the syndicate that we've created with um, uh, three, I see three other entrepreneurs. There's five of us right now locally here in town. And, uh, Devin is just one of those, he's a serial entrepreneur is what he is, but he's passionate about mentoring, he's passionate about coaching, he spends a lot of time volunteering his time and resources helping small businesses, inventors, entrepreneurs, kids, he's really philanthropic with what he does, he's an extreme altruist, a philanthropist like I said, he conceived and launched in 2002 printpop.com and that was the first to market internet company providing print art prints to consumers through digital uploads. He's an active angel investor. He's invested in or partnered in over two dozen startups. He's brought many products from idea to market that have been licensed to various companies. He invests heavily in small businesses and he helps organizations, entrepreneurs and individuals He's even gone to prisons and, and talked to prisoners there about changing their mindset and becoming entrepreneurial. He's just a, a fascinating individual. And Devin and I, and Devin is launching uh, his speaking tour and his website and, and eventually a podcast. And I thought it would be nice every now and then to have Devin come on here and co-host and do, do some fireside chats. And that's what we did. And this one, this is the first of of uh, our fireside chats where we talk about entrepreneurship. We talk about the mindset. We talk about leadership. Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy these conversations, and I'm pl- I'm so excited to introduce Devin to you as he begins his kind of um, speaking and podcasting part of his entrepreneurial journey. I'm proud to be associated with him and help him along that. So without further ado, here's the first of our, what many to come, a fireside chat between Devin Walker and myself talking about entrepreneurship and leadership. I hope you enjoy. Well, Devin, it's a good to sit down with you for the first time. Welcome to the first incarnation where you and I are sitting together, a regular thing. Welcome to Dose of Leadership. Glad to be here. I look forward to the experience. You know, I met you, I don't know, when did we meet? Five, six months ago? About maybe? six months ago. Yeah. And um, amazing how generous you are in your um, amazing feats as an entrepreneur. But what I really appreciate you from a leadership perspective is your selflessness. Would you consider yourself a, a selfless leader? 
Well, I, I, I sort of feel like there's two different things here. I feel like there's the leadership aspect, and, and then you have to think, well, does a leader need to be selfless? And Or are you asking me if I'm just selfless in life in general? Well, I think, but, well, I think you are selfless, but I think, t- to your point, yes. Do you think leaders need to be selfless and do you think that's lacking i guess i do think it's lacking and i do think it's a characteristic that all good leaders yeah leaders not managers not supervisors a true leader yeah has to be selfless so how do we intentionally do that do you think i don't think it is intentional i think it's just part of our makeup who you are yeah Yeah. i don't know that you can force that I mean, maybe you can fake it. Maybe some people can fake it. Um, but then it's not genuine, you know. So um, I think if you're, if you, I think it's just one of those other characteristics where if they are who you genuinely are, if they genuinely are make up what, what and who you stand for, then you are a good leader. Yeah. I think going with selfless, I think a huge part of who you are as a leader and what I respect of you is the giving mentality. You have a giver's gain mentality where you give and you give and you give. And that has to be some intentionality behind it. I mean, it is a choice, right? I mean, I think if, if from a leader's perspective, the more that you give, the more that you're going to give back. I mean, that's common sense. I can't speak for everyone else that is known for giving or for philanthropy. I can only speak for myself and... I don't, no, I I don't, I don't give to get. Yeah. I don't even give to get to feel good. I don't give to, there is no reason. There, there are, there are no reasons why I give. I just, it's part of who I am. It's genuinely, I can't not do it. It's like breathing. Right. I don't breathe and expect something in return from the air. It's just what I do. It's it's generally that simple. And like I said, I can't speak for Oprah. I can't speak for uh, Bill Gates. I can't speak for anybody else. But I have a funny feeling that they're in the same boat. And none of us that are genuine in our giving, and I'm not going to put down any giving. Anybody that does that gives anything, I'm all for it. But the level that you're talking about, um, none of us do it for the PR. Right. None of us do it. Uh, because we might get back tenfold and <laughs> we simply don't know how to not give it. There, there are no reasons behind it. It, 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 it almost causes my brain to short circuit thinking, well, why do you do it? I don't, why do I breathe? Why? I don't know how not to do that. And I'm betting it's the same way for every other great philanthropist, um, that I've ever admired or looked at. Yeah, I think you're right. And I love your answer. And I knew that was part of what you would say. You know, it's about the breathing part. You've, you've, I've heard you say that before. But I think when we talk about, and I get questions all the time about how can I become a more impactful leader? How can I leave a lasting legacy? I don't even do it. What, why I, would you do it for the legacy? I mean, well, I think the average, I don't want a legacy. I, I could care less about my legacy. I mean... That's another ego-driven thing. That's somebody else that is expecting to get something. If you're expecting to get a legacy, then you're not doing it for genuine reasons. I see your point. But I think a lot of 
people who are out there, if, if they're trying to, you know, if we look at life as a battle, as we're constantly trying to figure out our purpose and our existence. And I think a lot of times if I look at a successful leader, a successful entrepreneur like yourself, you have a tremendous amount of self-awareness, right? Which is, which is a great asset. And I think that leads itself or lends itself to this kind of confidence, the self-assuredness and knowing. But I think a lot of people that I come into contact, and I would even consider myself early on in my leadership career in my life is like, well, who am I? What is my purpose? Why do I even exist? When I look at you, I seem to say, okay, you, you've, you're at that point. I mean, I know you're constantly learning and, and mm-hmm. you're a constant learner. It never stops. And right. it's a constant journey. You're never a guy that's going to say I've arrived. <laughs> no, that's true. All of these are aspects and elements of a great leader. I think sometimes if, if we're not at that point, if we're stuck in a situation where, why am I even here? What, what are my talents? We are battling the, the kind of the negative talk, the self, uh, the, the, the limiting beliefs, the, the kind of low self-esteem. Don't you think we need to be intentional about what type of legacy do I want to leave behind? I don't think that's ego-driven. Do you see what I'm saying? That's my point. I, mean, I, I agree with you. I don't think we should be leaving legacies to, to put our name on a building or a hospital and say, look how great I was. You know, it's not the great Gatsby we're talking about here. But Ozymandias. Yeah. Um, when I say le- ego, I'm not talking about egocentric. I'm just talking about it comes from your ego. Um, that that's your ego saying I want something I need something and from a purely psychological standpoint I, I'm not driven by any ego right no, no action I do um, I mean I've been wildly successful by a lot of people's standards over the past decade or so and in that time I haven't done a single thing to make money yeah not one thing and in that time I've made well, you know, more than most people could dream of, um, because I'm not driven by my ego. I'm driven by the, by the, the, the understanding. Man. Yeah, by the journey and the understanding that if I do things for the right reasons, then the other things that people consider to be rewards, they're just byproduct. Right. They just happen and they come and they do. Right. The laws of the universe don't go any other way. Yep. If you do things for the right reason. You're, you, you, it, like I said, the laws don't go any other direction. The universe either. has to move. It does. If you do that, and right? It does. Yeah. And, and it, and people don't understand. They think there's shortcuts to doing it and they think there's other things, but there's not. If you, if you are honest, if you have integrity, if you work hard and you have a good product as an entrepreneur anyway, if you do those four things, guess what? You'll be successful. Right. There's, there's no, there, it's, Literally impossible. There is no way in the universe that you will not be successful if you have all four of those pillars that you're working on. People aren't going to say, well, I'm not going to do business with Rich because he's honest. He has integrity. He (laughs) has a great product. That's who, that's exactly who they do business with. Yeah. And 99% of the time when they do business with you, they're wearing their pants. And usually, I say 99% of the time, but usually in their pants is, guess what? Their wallet. And guess what's in their wallet? It just goes that way. Yeah. You know, if you, if you want the real results, there's no secret to success. There really isn't. The secret is that there is no secret. Right. It's all common sense stuff. But people try to look for the shortcuts or look for, uh, 
the meaning behind things or, or do things for the wrong reasons, but it really is not that difficult. Yes, we do work hard. We work really, really hard. I mean, my work week is January 1st through December 31st. That's my work week. Right. I don't have a really genuinely a work calendar and I don't, I live that way. I have a, you know, the, the, I don't celebrate New Year's. I don't celebrate most holidays or my birthday even because, you know, I don't, the calendar doesn't end for me. It goes, from the day I was born till the day I'm not here anymore. That's it. Yeah, it's a mindset of, and I love what you're saying right there because I think that is the, what is missing in so many aspects, of course, of leadership and of life and entrepreneurship and business, and it's all integrated together, is this mindset of constantly adding value to everyone, every interaction and everything. Mm -hmm. That is the secret, and it's not a secret. That's right. If you're focusing on making meaning, if you're focusing on adding value then the universe has to move in your favor. In the it, it, the universe has to move in the direction, a, a direction that, that you want. That's right. right. It has to. Yeah, it does. Any other way? I've seen it. I, I've, I mean, and anybody else that has quote unquote caught that wave gets it. You, mm -hmm. you know, I I'm not so far detached where I don't remember wondering, wow, what's the secret to success? In fact, when I moved out to L.A., I remember having a conversation with. He's now a superstar actor, but at the time he was mildly famous. And uh, he asked me, well, what are you doing in L.A.? And I said, well, I'm trying to learn the secret to success. Thinking that there was some secret, but there wasn't. It's, it's, it's such common knowledge. I, I told you before, you know, I have a library at my house, all these bookshelves full of books from everybody from... Uh, Master P to Jack Canfield to Napoleon Hill to P.T. Barnum, um, Gene Simmons, Donald Trump. I've got all the books that have almost all that have ever been written about success and business success. And I'm not joking. They all say those four things. Work hard, be honest, have integrity and sell a good product. Yep. That's it. They all really say they say it in different ways. But that's that's it. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, too, and I think this is why I'm so passionate about stories of how people came, just like you're reading those books and where they came from, and understanding that the adversity really is, in a lot of ways, a blessing, a gift. I mean, would you agree with that? I mean, without the adversity, it's kind of like if, you know, if... if if David didn't have Goliath, he would have been great. Right? What adversity? I think we create our own adversity. Okay, yeah. yeah. I agree with that. A lot of it through our own choice, through our own doing. You're absolutely right. Our yeah. own chaos. You know, everything Everything in the universe flows against the path of least resistance. Everything. Light, the water, the air. You know, everything natural flows against the path of least resistance. But we... Humans, we create these these mm. obstacles. We create these difficulties and then scratch our heads and wonder, why is that so tough? Why are things so difficult for me? Well, because you're going against the path of least resistance. Mm. Just follow the path of least resistance and, and quit making things difficult for you. Everybody goes around talking about, oh, change is hard. Change is difficult. Mm. Change isn't difficult. Resistance to change is difficult. Change is simple. Yeah. You know, it's all a perspective. It's all a perspective. And once you, you know, people want to know, well, how do you succeed? How do you get successful? You got to get out of the stream. And when I say out of the stream, most people go through life 
as if they were a fish in a stream, a fish in a river. And if you're down in the water, really all you see is what's in front of you. That's it. Mm -hmm. You really don't see anything else. You see what's in front of you. You're going down the river and maybe you see the rock in front of you, but you certainly don't see what's on the other side of the rock. You don't see where the river's going. You don't see the bend. You don't see the waterfall up quarter mile up ahead. You certainly have no concept that there's a, uh, uh, pasture up on the you know on the side and and fields and trees and then there's a, a mountain up there you have no idea of that stuff because you're down in the river mm-hmm. but if you can get up and look down from the plateau then suddenly everything makes sense suddenly you understand it all and it's it's a no-brainer it's changing the perspective changing the pers- perspective is everything yeah everything so when we find ourselves in that we're in that kind of situation where maybe we've been trying to swim upstream even and it's even worse and we can't see how do you change the perspective what can we do do you think what are some tactical things we can do i don't know what other people can do to change their perspective you know i'm looking at that painting right there of that creek that river yeah you know um i don't know what other people can do to change that perspective and i don't even remember if i actually sat and changed my perspective I I do know that at one time I realized the analogy that I just told you about being in the river. And I realized that if I wanted to understand where the water was coming from, where it was going, what was causing it to go this way, that there was a tree and what's in the tree and why the wind's blowing, that if I wanted to understand those things, I needed to be up on the plateau. So once I did make that realization and place myself i don't know that it was a one day thing or a one week thing i don't even know how long it took but once i did change it it was as if the entire world prior was 1970s bunny ear tv and then when i changed it the whole world went hd tv yeah and it hasn't changed it hasn't gone back It, it won't go back um it's been that way for years now um so i get that i don't know if you can force the perspective to change Mm -hmm. And say, I'm just going to do that. I'm going to meditate. And and that's going to change it. I meditate all the time. I'm in constant meditation now. Yeah. I've been meditating my whole life. So I'm in constant meditation. But I'm not saying that everybody, if they go out and start meditating for 20 minutes every morning, um, that that's going to change it. Probably wouldn't hurt. In fact, some of the most successful people on the planet meditate. Mm-hmm. You can go down the list. Google it. Um, but... I would think that being willing to change your perspective will help you start to change your perspective. Yeah. Um, and that's on everything. The people you know, uh, you know, if you start to realize things and see them differently, see them from a different perspective, it's, it, it becomes more palatable. Yeah. And when things are more palatable, you, you will consume them much faster and they'll taste better, to be honest yeah. with you. You know, um, you'll be less wasteful with with paper if you love the forest, right? <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the mentality, and and I, I, yeah, I, I I'm with you. I think that for me, and I don't know how you teach this, and I've been asked this question. I don't. I I just have always been just like you said with the breathing. But I think to change your perspective, it's being. It's listening to that insatiable curiosity. You have to be insatiably curious. You even said it working there. It's like, well, I want to figure out how, where the water comes from. I want to figure out how the trees grow, what it makes. It's that constant 
curiosity, I think that has helped me change the perspective. When I listen, when I listen to the curiosity, the, the curiosity, I let it guide me. Then my perspective, my world starts to expand. Yeah. You know? I'm never limited to a perspective. Yes. I, if I do have something that I believe in, even if I believe in it super strongly, I've realized that it's not the only view. Yeah. It's not the only way to see it. Mm-hmm. And other people might see it differently, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm not going to try to beat them up and make them see it the way I do. In fact, I'd like to understand why they see it that way. Yeah. The, perfect. That is that is exactly right. I think that's a quality of an emotional quotient quality can it be taught? I don't know, but I think it, it leads it there if, if you if you grasp onto the curiosity and see where it goes. I love that. You're right. Well, I wonder why Devin feels this way. Why is he angry at me right now? And then figure it out. You know what I mean? And yeah. Yeah. It, it puts things in the proper... Yeah, perspective. It puts things in the proper perspective. perspective. It does. And a lot of people... It will change your whole life when you start to change your perspective. It changes everything. Yeah. A, a basic perspective that I remember changing or realized, I don't know if I changed, I realized it was, and, and it'll change everybody that's listening. It'll change the second, the, the millisecond that you realize that it's not about you. Yeah. Amen. Your whole life will change. Absolutely. Everything. Absolutely. Any problems you think you have, any obstacles that are in your way. The second you realize it's not about you, Absolutely. genuinely realize it. Yeah. I don't mean just sit there and say to yourself, it's not about me and for <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes. No, when it, when it, when it Comes changes from, from inside and from your core, yeah. And you realize it's, wow, this, it's not about me. Then oh, everything man. changes and everything becomes so much more clear. Yep. You know, there's, there's fog and there's clarity. And, and if you can get up on that plateau and start to gain clarity, that's when everything changes and may, and starts to make sense, and that's when you realize. I don't know that I don't say realize, meaning that you, it's a realization, but that's when things. That's when you breathe. Yeah, there you go. That's when you breathe. That's when. Oh, I don't want to say when things make sense, but that's it's, when yeah. it does. It can't go any other way but to say, "Hmm, I think I'm going to go buy a bunch of coats for the homeless people," or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, wake up and just say, "This should happen. Somebody should be doing this." I'll do it. Whatever it is. I'm just, I, I'm just picking giving because we started out talking about that. You know, Christmas coming up. I guess that's a good theme for yeah. us today. But I love that you said that because you're absolutely right. I think in, in, in when we're talking about transformational leadership, and when I talk, when I say transformational leadership, to me the ideal is leaders training other leaders, you know, where you're constantly in this giving mode. It's not about you. I'm going to teach through my life, whether it's with my kids, my spouse, the cashier at Quick Trip, I don't care. Every interaction is an interaction of adding value, of learning, of perspective. It just becomes your constant, how do I even describe this? Yeah. It just becomes your everything. And the moment that you said, I, I, I hear exactly what you're saying, when you realize that this is never about you. In fact, when you start, when you realize that, it's almost impossible to feel bad about That's what yourself. I meant, yeah. That's what I meant about when you, the clarity. Mm-hmm. It is. It's it when the minute that, and it's that instantaneous. Too. Yeah, it, I, it, it I really is. Um, you know, and you, you, you in your previous podcast or podcast, you talked about uh, Alexander the Great. Yeah, and that was a great example that you used in there. He, he didn't even hesitate to dump that water on. And why would he? It, it 
it's just it was it that was it wasn't like he weighed the odds. That's right. It wasn't yeah. like he's like, should I take a breath right now or not? No, <laughs> right. he just did it. He just do it. Uh-huh. it. Any great leader would have done the same thing. Any of them. And it comes from a place of deep love. And That's I think we should be clear too when we talk about leaders, um, which is what we talk about a lot, a lot which is what we're going to be talking about a lot, you know, in our conversations. For me, I think I've, I've said it before, and I you know I say it when I do when I speak. People don't need managers. They need leaders. And so many managers out there don't understand the difference. They don't see the difference. They think, well, I I give him a birthday card on his birthday or or we have casual Fridays or, or whatever. And this is why aren't they why aren't they following me? Well, that's not leading. You yeah. know, that the. And I'm not putting those things down if, if, if that's a tactic, but that is not genuine leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of people like Tony Hirsch at, at Zappos. He has a cubicle just like every single other person. In fact, it's mixed in with you would not know where the CEO's cubicle is. Um, great leaders are that way. It, it, it doesn't make sense for them. He's not saying I'm going to make a statement by having this. His statement was to himself. His statement was him saying, why would I not have why, why, I don't need that. Yeah. You know, and, and not needing something is part of that perspective where it's, it's not an ego driven thing. Yeah. You know, the whole reason why I started this podcast three years ago and what drives me and the reason why I love having these conversations with guys like you, that I love connecting with you. I feel blessed to have met you is because you seem like a guy and like me, I want to change, um, the perspective on business and in life and in all aspects. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure people are stopped bathing in mediocrity. I mean, it, that yeah. just drives me crazy. Why would anybody aspire to be middle? Yes. Uh, and, and or settle or you know, settle mm-hmm. because we're, we're and all the amazing people that I've met and just the people that you've introduced me to, you know, with, with Carlos and here in Fernandez, a, a friend of ours and, and the adversity that he came through and, and, I just, and I'm anxious and, and, or anxious is the wrong word. I'm excited to bring these conversations and introduce you to my audience on a regular basis because you've got some exciting things coming up in the future. You know, you're going to start hitting the speaking circuit pretty heavily here, uh, in the next few months. You got a book coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, we're building, you know, getting people to know more and more about who you are as a person. Why now? Why are you ready to get out there and tell the world on your soapbox? Why, why is this so important to you, I guess, is where I'm going. Well, I think it's important for people to understand that... Um, it's important for people to understand that it's not like, this is me at work, this is me at home. This You need to just be you, yeah. authentically you, Always. 24-7, and... You'll be much happier. You'll you'll much more successful um, if you really are that transparent and that authentic. Um, and so, for me, I've always been very vocal and militant about these beliefs. Um, but I I genuinely feel that, and it's not just me. There there is a shift that's happening. I, I'm positive of it. We've reached as a society, and I would say that 
things like social media, technology have made it easy for these ideas to spread and for other people to start to understand things. I mean, we're seeing more and more people pull away from traditional um, avenues of, of thought, you know, and start to think for themselves, actually. Um, and I'm not saying they didn't think for themselves before, but I'm see, we're starting to see a shift where people are, are feeling all right to seek their seek answers, whatever the answers are. Mm-hmm. And I've beat that drum for a long, long, long time. And um, there's just a need for it. And yeah. I think there's a need for for certain voices to tell them that it's okay to do that. To that a revolution is fine. And and you know, people out there hear the word revolution and they they think of uh, uh, military coups or whatever. But all a revolution is, in fact, look it up. It's a way of thinking differently. That's what a revolution. A revolutionary is somebody who thinks differently than the others. And I've been called a revolutionary over and over and over again. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, and it's not thinks differently than the others. Thinks differently than the majority is yeah. the way it is. And that people can't be afraid to do that. And I think that's what's happening. So why now? I think now um, I, I, haven't start, I haven't changed the drumbeat that I'm playing. It's just that now I think more people are showing up at my quote-unquote concerts. More people are wanting <laughs> to hear me yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Hear my voice. Hear the, what I'm talking about. And more people that are wanting to are understanding it now yeah. or, or not are open-minded enough to hear it. Um, you know, there's lots of people that would, as, as we were immature, whether it was mentally or, or, or through our age, you know, there were certain music, there were certain bands and certain songs that were palatable. Mm-hmm. But as we matured and our minds matured and we, we became more worldly and experienced things differently and, and changed our perspective. Suddenly, you know, Todd Rundgren became palatable, you know, or, <laughs> right. or Rush or whoever yeah, it exactly. is out there. But as a kid, you couldn't have paid me not to listen to that. You know? Right, exactly. Um, and I think that there's a, a, a mental, a consciousness type of maturity that is happening on a global, you know, and, and uh, I don't want to tie entrepreneurship to it but you know I, I do feel that there's a there is a tie in entrepreneurship and entrepreneurs and music and musicians you know I feel like for a long time um, and I can talk about it on several levels but I feel like for a long time you know we watched these guys start out in garages and become these super successful musicians guys and girls and um and now we're at a time where people are watching entrepreneurs do that and watching yeah. you know business people say I'm going to start a company from my garage in Seattle, Washington and we're going to sit and and tinker just just like a band would and they've watched these guys become the b- biggest rock stars on the planet so now we've got a lot of people understanding I can do that. I don't have to punch a clock. Well, and I think that's the natural flow of who we are as human beings. I think we maybe got sidetracked, and it's good. And, you know, the, the Frederick Winslow Taylors and the Industrial Revolution certainly gave us some nice things. Mm-hmm. But I think we're still coming on the back end of, I mean, that's a time period that really took us away from who we really are as human beings, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a time, you know. I mean, there was a time when 
in America, everyone was an entrepreneur. Exactly. We you didn't have be. a choice. We had to be. You, you didn't have, before Sears, before JC, yeah. before Remington, before Colt, if you wanted money, you were an entrepreneur. Right. It was that simple. And then you're right. Then the JP Morgan, John D. Rockefeller, Andrew Carnegie, the, the, the industrial revolution came and suddenly everybody punched clocks and they held, their paychecks were held up and, and their health insurance and all the way through the seventies, that was a, uh, Pretty much the way it was done through maybe even up into the eighties. Yeah, well, um, we're still experiencing the effects of it. Yeah, I think that's where you're yeah. seeing some of that resistance now. Yeah. But I think that's if what I'm hearing from you, and, I, and I'm a firm believer of this, and I think you know the leadership, entrepreneurship, it's all intertwined. And when I talk about it here, I guess the central theme of the show on Dose is that it's in every aspect of your life. It's that's not. Right. It's 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 a twenty four seven three sixty five perspective mind shift. Of stop trying to be, you know, because that's where I, that's where I have personally failed. I sat and separated, and it it's, led it led to yeah. a disaster. Everything is connected, and we realize that. And it it is a mindset. It is changing your mindset and understanding that all of those the things that we are talking about and that we're going to talk about. Um, and when I say well, I use entrepreneurship, because that's what I am, I, I, and I can use music because I was a musician for a long time, but. Um, I, when I say entrepreneurship, I don't think that everybody out there needs to go start their own business or that's, that's yeah. not for them. But if you have the entrepreneurial mindset, if you work hard, if you have integrity, if you're honest, you'll be good at whatever it is you do. Yeah. No absolutely. matter what it is. Everything. If you have that entrepreneurial mindset, there's a reason that, that successful people succeed. And it's because of those principles that make an entrepreneur a successful entrepreneur. Yep. And that's why that's, I can only speak that because that's what, that's where I come from. So I'm able to speak to that. Yeah. Um, but Michael Jordan had the entrepreneurial mindset. And I'm not talking when he signed the deal with Nike for the shoes. Yeah. Great deal. Yeah. But he was, he knew that if I work hard, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm an honest guy, if I do these things, if I look for opportunity, if I see things the way entrepreneurs see them, I will succeed. Yep. And he did. He didn't, you know, nobody has to hit a, Number, sell a number one album every, every album, or no one has to hit it out of the ballpark every time they get up to the bat. No, no one successful person does that, and they all know that, but they're willing to do it. They're willing to step up to the plate. They're willing to try, and that's part of the entrepreneurial mindset. Tapping into the purpose, finding out what you're put on this planet to do, and tapping into the strengths, seeking it, and knowing that, and then doing something about it, and taking, you know, and acting upon that, I think is what we, what we're called to do. Otherwise, you shame the universe if you don't. You know, <laughs> I, I believe that. You know, I think you do. You shame the universe if you shame on you if you don't carry out that obligation. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, I think everybody has something to give. Everybody has a gift, and everybody has something to, to contribute. Well, I think we're come thirty minutes, and I, you yeah. know, I wanted to do this. I wanted to take this time to introduce my audience to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like I said, I've, I've been excited this past six months to get to know you better. I'm excited to see where the future is going to go with you as an individual of getting this voice out there. Anything we can do at Dose to, to expand that we're going to do. Yeah, and, let's let's do it. Let's uh, let's get them to ask us questions and, and ask what our perspective is on things. And um, I'd be glad to elaborate on it. Uh, they know a little bit more about me now and they'll know more as we go on. And yeah. uh, I think, you know, I can't tell anybody what to do. I can't tell them how to succeed, but we'll share what I've done and what I've been exposed to. And Absolutely. Um, and they can take it and, and do what they want with Perfect. it. Perfect. So, yeah. So just so the, so the audience knows what we're going to do, and I'll set up a, 
uh, a place where you can send your questions and answers to Devin and myself, and then we'll use these kind of fireside chats. And just so you know, we are sitting next to a fireplace. The fire isn't going, but we are sitting <laughs> next to one. And um, we'll do that because I want to give more value to you guys, the listeners. I know I, list, I heard from a lot of you last month, and you're looking for more Q&As and what we can do and how we can start changing our perspectives as leaders and as human beings. And I'm excited to have Devin uh, come on the show on a periodic basis to do that. And so, uh, Devin, thanks for uh, this first episode and uh, many more to come. And, uh, we'll, and uh, we didn't talk about your new book coming out, but we'll do that in future episodes because you're writing the book right now. It's right. Uh, three, just, three chapters into it right now. Yeah. And, uh, just a quick, it's called Gangsterpreneur, which yeah. I'll, I'll tease everybody with that. But it's yeah. a, a kind of a, well, just give a quick synopsis of it for the, for the It's just the a look at the skills that it takes to be an entrepreneur and how probably the most unlikely um, characters out there actually do possess those skills. Yeah, very good. Okay, more to come on that, guys. Devin, thanks for the, the first episode. I thought it was great. And, uh, again, more to come. Thanks. It's my honor. Thank you. Richard invites you to become a part of the Dose of Leadership community. Visit doseofleadership.com and sign up to receive his free Common Sense Leadership ebook, a guide that highlights how all of us can learn to become calm, confident, consistent and courageous in all aspects of our lives. Richard is also available as a speaker for your next event. Richard specializes in practical leadership and change management. He has a philosophy of inspiring everyone to think and act like a leader, which is based on timeless natural principles and common sense. You can get more info by visiting doseofleadership.com.